Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Today we're going to be reading from Daniel chapter 5. And no, I'm not going to read the entire chapter to you, but we are going to be skipping around some. Starting with verse 1, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princess, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princess, his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood and stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that joints of his loins were loosed, and his knees smote one against each other. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, and the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing, show me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet, have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be a third ruler in the kingdom. Verse 10. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the king spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let the countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whose whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Now we're going to skip over to verse 18. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor, and for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him, whom he would slew, and he would keep alive, and whom he would be set up, and whom he would put down. But when his heart was lifted up, and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and this took the glory from him. He was driven from the sins of men, and the hearts was made like the beast, and his dwelling he was lifted up in his mind, hardened in pride, and he was deposed from the kingly throne. They took his glory from him. He was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like beast, and his dwelling was like wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of men, and that he appointed over whomsoever he will. And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and the lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written. And this is the writing that was written. Mene, Mene, tackle up Sharshan. This is the interpretation of the thing. Mene, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. 
Perez, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet and put a chain of gold about his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be to the third ruler in the kingdom. In that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans slain, and Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about three score and two years old. Yes, I kind of skipped around a little bit in chapter 5. There wasn't a whole lot of scriptures that I missed, or I didn't read. But basically, you know the story if you've read anything in the scriptures. The king, Belshazzar, was right, or was sitting there partying. He wanted the golden vessels that his father had taken from Solomon's temple and brought to him, and he drank wine out of it. He, he and his concubine, his wife, his rulers all drank, and then they started praising the gods of gold and silver and wood, not giving any honor to God. And God sent a hand to write on the wall. And that writing was Mene Mene Tekel Upsharshan. Now, the whole deal with this is we see that it was the sin of the king. We see the sin that the king made, but it affected everyone around him. It affected his entire kingdom. He was the one that gave the order to bring in the gold, silver vessels. He's the one that had the thought, well, let's drink out of them. Let's praise these other gods, these false gods, these gods with little g's. And he's the one that did that. But all of society, all of the kingdom of Babylon suffered because of it. Now, eventually, Babylon was going to fall anyway. Sure, but he hastened it. He he sped it up. He he got it there faster than what it should have happened, and it happened in a way that did not need to happen. See, yes, God predisposes us and, and predestined to be a part of Him if we accept Him. That's His promise. If we accept what He done for us on the cross of Calvary then we are predestinated to be a part of his kingdom. But we have to accept it. So no country lives forever, so this country was going to fall. This, this country was going to go away. But because of this man's sins, he hastened it along. Now, here's the deal. And the reason why I call this podcast, You and not society. We are so quick, <coughs> excuse me, we are so quick to blame society and our environment and other people for our sins or our problems or our shortcomings or whatever, but it's not society's fault. It's ours. It's up to us. It's not up to our friends or our parents. I've known men and women that had were great people, were, Church, solid people, solid Christians, and their children's turned out to be a little bit less. I've known men and women that's had kids that weren't Christian, that weren't godly, and, and their children have grown up to be godly Christian men and women. So we can't blame our parents. We can't blame society. The king of Babylon 
Belshazzar could not blame anybody but himself. Certainly not God's fault. God didn't tell him to do that. That thought was placed there. That temptation was placed there by Satan. And he succumbed to that temptation, just as we succumb to our temptations. Just as we go and we do things that we shouldn't do, and then we want to blame the devil. We give Satan way too much credit. We say, oh, Satan made us do it. No, he didn't. He doesn't have that power. God has the power to make us do things, but he won't because he's a gentleman. We give society too much credit and too much blame. You made a mistake. It's your fault. It's not anybody else's. It's your fault. You've, you have a hard day. You, there are times, though, I will admit, when you know those hard days are other people. Uh, maybe somebody got drunk and wrecked into your car. Okay, that's not your fault. That's not your mistake. There's a difference between an accident that is caused by someone and you purposely going out and doing something. Sure, the hard day came because this guy got drunk or this woman got drunk and wrecked into your car. Sure. But when you... When you purposely do not do what God has called you to do, or do not do what you know is right, whose fault is that? We see it on our TV shows, we see it in news, we see it in media. We see all these people wanting to blame others. And I'm not being political, I'm just being honest. We, we see all of this, not wanting to take responsibility for our actions. Well, I am the only one that's responsible for my actions. No one else. I can't blame my wife. I can't blame my children. I can't blame my parents. I can't blame my siblings. I can only try to do better. And that's what we're here for, is to try to do better. Now, we see the Mene, Mene, Tekelep, Sharshan. We see what, what Daniel was told the interpretation was. Mene, this is the interpretation of the thing. God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tackle, thou art weighed in the balance, and art found wanting. Perez, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Mene is, God numbered your kingdom. He's weighed it, and he, he's numbered it, and, and it's finished. Tackle, thou art weighed. See, that's a personal thing. He's looked at him personally, and he's weighed in the balance, and he's found wanting. And then Perez, thy kingdom is up is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. His sin of, of being found wanting, weighed in the balance and found wanting, that's, that's because he sinned. But now his whole kingdom's going to have to suffer for that. Just as everyone around us suffers or is affected by our actions or our no action, everybody in Babylon was affected by the king's actions. They went into captivity. Now here's a world superpower at that time. Biggest army in the world. Pow most powerful army in the world. And in one night the king's killed and the entire nation is under captivity. Maybe your sin won't have such a high cost. But what's your sin costing your family? What's your sin costing your friends? Most importantly, what's your sin costing you? We may not affect 
the whole country, but we affect our world, and our world is that sphere of influence that we have, our family and our friends, our co-workers. So I'm, I'm here to tell you that, you know, it's not anybody else's fault but yours. It's not anybody else's fault but mine. I have to wake up of a morning striving to get closer to God because I can't do better myself. It's impossible for me to do better by myself. I have to strive to get closer to God. I have to strive to work every day to get closer to God. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what has come about. So when you when you're being tempted to do something that you know is not right, think about it. What's your what's your action reaction? Because you know the law of physics tells us that for every action there is an opposite and equal reaction. So for your action, what's the opposite reaction? What will happen if you do that thing? What will happen to your family? What will happen to your friends? It's time to no longer be self-centered. Excuse me again. It is time to be looking at our sphere of influence, saying, what can I do for you? The king was self-centered. The king was looking only for his moment of pleasure. His moment of pleasure turned into a well, a lifetime for some, he is especially a nightmare. He was killed that very night. His country fell apart. They were taken into captivity. So you're sitting at a bar and you're you're looking down the bar and there's this pretty lady or this handsome man. Well you got a spouse, you've got someone waiting for you at home. What's your action? And what's the reaction gonna be? Oh, you're out of town, nobody needs to know it. You'll know it. What are you going to do about it? First of all, what are you doing in the bar? Secondly, why are you even looking that direction? Maybe it's not that. Maybe maybe it's a theft. Maybe it's a lie. Maybe it's whatever. What's the action's reaction going to be? So I'm here to tell you. And no matter what you choose, there's going to be a reaction. You have the opportunity for it to be positive or to be negative. What's it going to be? It's up to you. It's not up to society. It's not up to society. With that, I'm going to leave you with this prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord. And we ask... God, that you'll touch and move on each and every one that hears this message. Lord, that each and every one that reads this these words in the scripture, Lord, that you'll touch their heart. That you'll move and touch as only you can, God. No matter where it is, no matter how far into the future it is that these will be hearing or reading these words. We ask, Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand. Lord, that you'll let this podcast go to where, Lord, it needs to go and to whom it needs to be heard by. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Guys, until we meet again, take care of each other.